Hello and welcome to this episode of the ESG Fitness Podcast. This is going to be a bit of a New Year's pep talk. By the way, Happy New Year. I hope everyone has had an exceptional New Year and a great 2023. And also, if you haven't filled in my New Year reflection yet, I'll put it in the show notes. It's about 15 questions that will help you reflect on last year, identify the improvements that you need to make or want to make, and then set some goals for the next year. Now, today is going to be more about some of the like crappy headlines that you get at this time of year that will say things like, most people give up on their New Year's resolutions by February. And given that the most common New Year's resolution is fat loss, that can feel pretty negative if you have a fat loss goal. And you can feel a little bit like there's no point even trying. And given that dieting is quite hard and that sometimes even subconsciously you are kind of looking for a reason not to try headlines like that are really unhelpful for people so I'm going to kind of pick it apart a little bit because I can't dispute the facts like most people do give up on their new year's resolutions and most people won't stick it out past February but There's a few reasons that I think that you should set New Year's resolutions anyway. The first one being that even when people are like, oh, they lost a bit of weight, but they put most of it back on and whatever. I'm like, isn't that better than if someone hadn't tried at all? Like, I would say it certainly is. Even if, like, let's say all that you ever do this year is... I don't know, most of January going to the gym a little bit more and then you completely give up on everything, you're still, and that's like, you know, that's seen as the quote-unquote failure, right? You're still way better than the person that, the version of you that didn't try at all, you know? Like, if you're comparing yourself to that person who did nothing, then you're still in a way better position than they are. But more to the point, you don't have to be like most people. Like, you're, these stats are right. Most diets fail. But you don't have to be average. And then when you realise that, and what I really think that these stats are useful for, is to highlight that on average people fail at this stuff. So if you don't want to be average, don't do what the average person does. Average efforts will get average results. And given that most diets fail, you don't want average results. So be prepared to stick for it longer. Stick for it, stick to it for longer than what most people do. Because the good news is, it's not an ability problem. You are totally capable of losing fat. It's usually a time game because often you don't even need to work harder. In fact, a lot of the time people are working too hard. And by that, I mean doing things like setting their calories too low or trying to stick to unrealistic exercise regimes. And it's the length of time that you stick to it that matters more than that like how hard you're dieting per se. You need to decide this time not to give up and know yourself when you normally give up and commit to not giving up. And this is where, again, setting yourself range targets that are very achievable at one end and push you a bit at the other end are so useful because then you can genuinely commit to not giving up. Because I think if I say that, right, well, just do your normal thing and decide not to give up. Okay, well, a lot of people are really kind of pushing themselves in January and and whether it's right or wrong, 
they're probably beating themselves up a little bit for overindulging over Christmas. So I would highly encourage you to set realistic range targets and then commit to not giving up on them. That is how we get such good results with Commit to Six. Since we introduced range targets, it's like there is no reason not, you know, there's no perfectionism anymore. You can't be on it or off it. It's like you've got this range. Those non-negotiables should be well within your capability, even on your bad days. And honestly, if for even six weeks, but if you manage like a good few months of staying within those range targets, you will be blown away with the results that you can get. And it seems too simple for people and it seems somewhat too easy sometimes for people. But trust me, this works. You need to have patience, you need to be consistent and you need to accept that good things take time. And if there's one competitive advantage that you want in this whole world, it's the ability to stick stick to things even when you get a bit bored and even when you don't see immediate results. Because... You absolutely can get the results that you want. You just need to commit to not giving up. And the way that you do that is making sure you're setting yourself up for success with the parameters that you're not giving up on. Here are some cold, hard facts. Most diets fail. Most businesses fail. Most marriages end in divorce. And most athletes will never make the Olympics. Now, you can either decide to give up on feeling your best and never diet again, never start the business that you're so passionate about, never marry the person that you love because it normally ends in divorce anyway, and stop playing the sports you enjoy because you're never actually going to be the best at them. Or you can decide that you don't want to be like most people and you're going to try anyway. And then I would like add to that, what's the alternative? You stay where you are. And I'm assuming that if you're someone who wants to change, you're either not happy where you are, or you know that you could be happier. And life is too short not to action that. I did a big rant about this on Commit to Six <laughs> coaching call earlier today. Um, but it's wild to me that we've taken the highest form of self-care, diet and exercise, and turned it into a punishment. Nothing that you are in control of will make you feel better long-term than fueling yourself properly, aka diet, and exercising consistently. And I would add to that, having a purpose, something that you wake up excited for. It might be work, it might be a hobby, it might be your kids, it might be your family, it might be your partner, it doesn't really matter what it is. But I think those three things are fundamental to a good life, like having something that you're excited to get up for, looking after your body so that you can actually feel yourself and enjoy that purpose. Because if you want to feel your best, and show up at your best, you need to fuel yourself properly and stay healthy. And you can't be healthy if you're not exercising in some form. So you need those three things. And kind of back to my point, what's your alternative to trying? If you're worried about failing, then you've already failed by not trying. Literally the worst thing that could happen is you end up where you are now and you've learned something along the way. And that's, again, why I would be like, okay, well, if that's something you're really worried about, if you're worried about failing your next diet, how about just making it a bit more enjoyable? 
How about taking the pressure off a little bit? How about including foods that you do like so that, hey, even if the worst case scenario, your diet does quote unquote fail, you will have learned something, you will have been living your life and you won't have been over restricting anyway. So who cares if it quote unquote failed, however you're measuring that metric. And I really like this quote, but it's so cliche. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. And you fail 100% of the diets that you don't do, right? Or the lifestyle changes. And again, dieting has negative connotations now as well. Most diets have this fixed end date. And that's the issue with them. Instead of the real meaning of diet, which is just the way that you eat. You have absolutely nothing to lose and everything to gain. Especially if you take the pressure off and focus on feeling your best. That is an absolute game changer for most people. The fat loss will come as a byproduct when you do that. And here's the hack, right? Like, here's the reason that that works. Do the things that make you feel good, i.e., okay, I know I need to feel good, right? Maybe you don't feel great at the moment. Maybe you've overindulged in December. What do I know I need to do to feel good? If I get outside every day and go for a walk, I'll try and sleep as well as possible. I'll set myself a bit of a evening routine and a bedtime. I'm going to eat some fruit and veg every day. I'm going to limit alcohol because that doesn't make me feel good. And I'm going to try and exercise three times a week. Not only will you probably just naturally end up losing fat doing that, but the more that you do those healthy behaviours and the more that they start to make you feel good, the easier it is to then take more action in line with that goal. Think about the times that you found diet and exercise regimes easier you usually felt good at the time, or even like zoom in a little bit, it's easier to pick an apple over a chocolate bar when you feel good. It's hard on the days where you feel pretty low. And it's easy to go to the gym when you feel good. And it's easy to force yourself to get, or force yourself, it's easy to want to go out for a walk when you feel good and you've got energy and you're well slept. It's so much easier to take care of yourself when you first focus on feeling good. And actually those actions are kind of the same. But once you get past that initial barrier, and I would say it's like three days of probably being like, I still feel rubbish, but I know I need to go to the gym. I still feel rubbish, but I know I should pick an apple over a chocolate bar if I want to get closer to my goals. And then after about three days, you honestly kind of start getting this motivation because you're feeling better and it becomes easier to make those decisions. So my take home would be, if you want to make this year different, commit to long-term change. You are absolutely capable and don't let those stats scare you of like most diets fail or most people give up on their New Year's resolutions. Use them as a message that if you don't want to end up average, like average results, if you don't want average results, then you're probably going to have to decide that you don't want to be average and act accordingly. And if you look at the mistakes that most people make, you know, like most most diets fail because they're over-restrictive. Most people give up on their January detox because it was unrealistic. It wasn't meant to, you weren't meant to stick to it for a year. So it's not really like you've given up. It's just, it was set up for failure. Set realistic expectations. Give yourself a range so that you can capitalize on a time that you feel a bit more motivated, but also you're not allowing yourself the excuse to give up when you can't maintain that level of effort that you're putting in or that level of gym workouts that you're managing to do or that calorie target that you've been sticking to. Set yourself a realistic range there and that removes your excuse for giving up. And once you do that, you have to fully commit. 
Now, if you want my help to do this, message me coaching at the link in the show notes to apply for coaching or use the link that I put there for more information. Oh, and I was going to put in my new year review form as well. So there's 15 questions there. If you haven't done them yet, fill those in. It will help you reflect on your previous year and set some targets for next year. And finally, happy new year.